Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday, my friends. Yeah, happy Monday. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast. With me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Of course, you can check me out on Drive all this week from 4pm. The sneaker freak Darren Bent is back, would you believe? Is he? He's been away for about a month. I know he has, but he's back. Now we start with golf. And of course, last night I saw the conclusion of the Open Championship. Here's how it all unfolded on TalkSport 2. And now, Brian Harmon staying resolutely in his routine. This is for par at 18. This would be to keep him on 13 under par, but he has this championship firmly and comfortably in the palm of his hand right now. This 36-year-old from Georgia. He's a sportsman. He loves to hunt and to fish. And he's holding the big one! Brian Harmon is the champion golfer of the year. He has won the 151st Open at Royal Liverpool. First time he'll have me a couple pints out of this here trophy, I believe. This, uh, this golf course was a real test. Um, it was set up so great, even with the, we went the weather. So to all the superintendent and everyone that helped put it together, thank you so much. The greens were perfect. Golf course was excellent. Thank you. And lastly, I want to thank uh, the RNA for putting together such an incredible championship. Um, I, I couldn't be happier to be its champion. And to all the fans, to all the nice words, and all the people back home who were rooting me on, I appreciate it so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Overall, you just have to turn around and say, Brian Harmon, uh, fantastic. You uh, may be a long time since you last won, over, what, six years, but my goodness me, to come back with a win like this, you thoroughly deserve it. And I have to say, the way he's gone about his business from the start, and actually, it was the round on day two, that 65, that said, right, he's the man they've all got to beat. You thought he might come back, but he brought all the experience to the party, particularly when he had a shaky start yesterday. On now to the Ashes. 
and Australia retain the urn in uninspiring fashion as the fourth test ended in a draw due to a washout. I mean, who picked Manchester for that one? It was always going to rain. Anyway, here's how John Norman and Steve Armisen reacted. Very frustrating for, for Ben Stokes and the England cricket team. Congratulations to Pat Cummins in Australia. Um, to win, to regain the Ashes is, is one thing. Um, they'll, they'll want to win it outright. Um, I'm sitting in, obviously, in the northeast of England. I've watched it rain all day. I've been watching the golf on the television, and the, it seemed as though that the bank of rain was going to miss us north. And you were watching at High Lake going well. Once it stops raining at High Lake, we've got a chance at Old Trafford. And then for some reason, it just seemed, uh, apparently the, the, the wind changed direction and what was in the north has moved back down through the south and Hoylake looked you know, a, a damp mess. They were out there all day and unfortunately the pictures at Old Trafford looked as though Noah was building his ark. They were going in two by two and unfortunately that ark is going with 2-1 to Australia and back to London with, unfortunately, the Ashes not to play for anymore, which is disappointing from England fans' point of view, disappointing from Ben Stokes because... 99.9% of this test match they've got it spot on um, it's just unfortunate that the weather the weather's beat them today but I think when you look at it and I'm sure we'll get Jared in and, and we'll talk about many things over the course of what happened um, and why Australia have regained the ashes I think England will look at themselves if they're really honest if they're brutally honest that they've helped Australia regain the ashes uh, Jared is with us. I'm pleased to say they're not going to Australia are not going to celebrate. I mean, the fans are, of course. And if I was a, um, an Australian fan, I'd be happy right now. <laughs> but Australia cricket is not going to be celebrating, partly because there is still a, a test to go. But more importantly, they drew 2-2 four years ago. Yeah. Anything less than 2-2 is, an, well, 2-2 is the, is the minimum they set out for at the beginning of this uh, this summer. They'll still be upset with 2-2. Pat Cummins has made it really clear he wants to win this. He thinks they gave up a perfect opportunity in 2019 to win. Um, and he's that's what he's expecting. He's expecting them to win and he's giving himself every um, chance of that. So, yeah, I, I think... I, I saw David Warner just before and the cameras are all pointing up uh, at the balcony. But... The players didn't look like they were about to celebrate, you know, retaining an Ashes. They looked like they, you know, they realised they couldn't lose an Ashes, which is a, sl- a very that's different thing. That's a massively thing. different yeah. thing, I'd say. Uh, and, and that's what Cummins has been telling them. It, it, Cummins was really upset with what happened in 2019 when they celebrated here like they'd won the Ashes and that actually cost them a chance of winning the Ashes. So they're not going to do that again. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know where I am on that, John, Jared. When you say you're not going to celebrate... I'd, I'd disagree with that. If I was in that dressing room, I'd be, I'd be celebrating because I'd be going, they've won four tosses. They've had everything go in England's favour. You know? and a lot of the other baseball talk, everything that's hit us before we, were, we got here, what Ollie Robinson said, the Johnny Bairstow stuff, everything that's gone. If I was in that dressing room now, I'd be celebrating. England captain Ben Stokes and Aussie skipper Pat Cummins spoke to the media on the back of Australia retaining the Ashes. First and foremost, obviously, is a tough, tough way to not be able to get the urn back. But in terms of saying there should be reserve days, um, I probably wouldn't be on um, that side saying there should be. Test cricket is five days. I understand there being a reserve day for a World Test Championship because you obviously want a, a winner at the end of that. But yeah, I, can't, I, I don't see there ever being a day where there's a reserve day for, for like test matches in a series like this. I, I, Changed my position in the changing room so much today. I said, if I watch the rain, it will go. Then it didn't go. Went to the back of the dressing room to watch the golf, thinking it might go. Turned my back, still there. 
so yeah, but it, actually the last 20 minutes was the most frustrating because I'm not sure why we're still waiting for the play to start. <laughs> I think we probably could have shook hands about half an hour before, but yeah, just frustrating day when obviously the weather sort of dictates the outcome of the game, but shame. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. I think, you know, as a group, proud that we've retained the Ashes. Um, but it's, you know, off the back of not our greatest week. Um, so, yeah, it feels like, you know, good that we've won the Ashes. Uh, sorry, retained the Ashes, but we know we've got a fair bit of work to do for next week, a few improvements to make. And, um, yeah, in some regards, whatever happened today wouldn't really change how we look at next week. You know, we want to win it, so we make sure that, you know, we, we um, yeah, win it outright. Now, former Arsenal striker John Arson joined Natalie Sawyer on the Weekend Breakfast Show yesterday and explained that the young gunners must learn from last season. You can't help but think that last season was such a good opportunity for Arsenal. Yeah. It really, really was. And I don't want to say that that, that, that was a real disappointment for them because they put themselves in the position at one stage, I think they were something like six points ahead with a game in hand, it it was in it was in their you know it, it was in their hands really, yeah. but you have to give Man City credit. They came like a train in the end. You had a feeling that they would time it perfectly. They're up against the Champions League winners, who I think we all knew in with Haaland and Grealish was in form, and um, that City were going to come and run be a real test. They were never going to hand the title to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't help but thinking last season, I'm not saying their chance has gone because they've looked to bounce back. And I think uh, the demands that I'm hearing are Teta. You know, he knows what he wants. He's very stern in terms of, you know, his players' performances and criticism when they need to be criticised and praised when they need to be praised. But he's got some extra quality. He signed Havertz. He's brought in Declan Rice. Um may keep older party and, and obviously they are stronger than what they were last season with them players in the team it's a case of let's not forget they finished second to the best team on the planet yeah you know so it, it, it took a Man City unbelievable run yeah. after a relatively sort of uh, in and out sort of first half and middle part of the season where City knew they had, they had a lot to do by the way but they turned it on hence winning the Champions League um so Arsenal, as I said, they, they've added, they, 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 they'll, they'll have to call on uh, Jesus to have a really good season if your striker can get you 30 goals. You know, Saka, Martinelli delivering for you. So in terms of how do they do it, they just have to keep up. When they get in, in that position again, they have to learn from this season. And, and they have got, there is a lot of positives. They are back in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. You know, they... they, they in terms of Man City, they went to Man City away, the Etihad, and they got thumped, didn't they? I think it was four or five, I think it was, or something like that. And that's when City showed for me how far ahead they were of the rest. Newcastle have completed the transfer of Harvey Barnes from Leicester. Former Arsenal winger Perry Groves believes he will prove to be a big upgrade on Alain St. Maximum. Big upgrade, mm. perfect, perfect uh, player profile for Newcastle. If you look in the past when they've signed players like Nick Pope, haven't they? Um, Matt Target, Dan Byrne, you know, just Kieran Trippier, like good, solid pros. We're not going to give you any hassle off the pitch, and they know what the Premier League is about. Harvey Barnes, going forward, last season for Leicester, he got thirteen goals mm. in a really poor Leicester side. 
obviously that, that got relegated. And Leicester fans will probably phone in and hope they say, you can never, ever question his work rate or mm. question his attitude. And that's when I think you judge players when things aren't going particularly well for their team. To contribute the way that he did, his final ball's better, his finishing is better. And I understand Maximan, at a time, he was Newcastle's main man before Eddie Howe under Steve Bruce. And Newcastle fans loved him. Everybody loves a maverick player. You know, mm. something that they, they're going to do something that you don't expect. Uh, and actually, half time, I think he didn't know what he was going to do. Well, he was unpredictable, exactly. wasn't he? And yeah. he was inconsistent, and that was the big problem. Yeah, and sometimes he'd do three or four foot overs, like Michael uh, Flatley, like Riverdance, <laughs> and he'd get to the byline and he'd Trip do something. Up, he'd, yeah, yeah <laughs> no, but then the other, another time he might follow his shin pads. Mm. And I think, as well, from Eddie Howe's point of view, playing in the wide areas, all Newcastle fans, uh, uh, players, have to work their socks off. Mm. And I don't think Eddie Howe trusted him defensively when Newcastle didn't have the ball. And I saw Newcastle at the Emirates when, when they got their draw and they had a bit of skullduggery in there as well. We you know, call it housery, where they managed the game, they stopped the game, you know, they, they made it disjointed. But every player worked 100% when they didn't have possession. Mm. Sam Maximam isn't that sort of player. So I think he's a massive upgrade getting Harvey Barnes in there because he will give you an end product and he will get you... Playing for Newcastle, he gets 13 goals for Leicester, he'll be looking for 13 to 15 for Newcastle next season. Because I just play like in the Premier League and obviously Newcastle now being in the Champions League as well, they need a stronger squad. So I, I think it's really... I think in the transfer windows, Newcastle have been very, very shrewd with their acquisitions. You know, they've suited Eddie Howe's remit of a player. Yeah, hold that please, level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparcel Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus of the Biparcel Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Now, the chaotic situation surrounding Kylian Mbappe and PSG was the main topic of discussion on the Trans Euro Express show last night with Danny Kelly and Kevin Hatchard. There are Saudi clubs who are believed to be prepared to chuck a huge amount of money at this, but also to just bring him in for a year because I think the Saudi state believes that's worth it. Because if you can get him to come in for a year, that legitimizes the league completely. You've brought in an enormous star. They didn't get Messi. They did get Ronaldo, but you know, we can argue about whether that's as big a deal as maybe Ronaldo thinks it is. And if they could get Mbappe, that is, in a stroke, 
the progress that they wanted to make. But well, I think everybody the, knows wants to go around Madrid. The effect, yeah, of course, and we come on to that. Say the effect of that. I mean, if it was to happen, and of course, I now don't say, oh, that's never going to happen anymore with regards to the Saudi football, because when we get to the section about Saudi Arabia, um, lots of things that I said could never possibly happen are actually happening. Um, but it would that would the effect on European football on its confidence? Um, and you know, I've got no, I've got no sort of great mission for European football. You know, they they have denuded the leagues of other parts of the world uh, quite happily for the last 30, 40, 50 years with complete impunity. Um, and now the shoe is, if not on the other foot, it's certainly on the on the on the, on the three toes of one foot, isn't it? The, the shoe, the famous shoe. Um, yes, and, but but Mbappe would be just be, be beyond. Or I'm going to say that's not going to happen. It's beyond belief. It's too it's too fantastic. Real Madrid, however, um, you know, look, Paris have got a problem, a huge problem here. It's not, it's Real Madrid have also got a problem because all the power is in the hands of Kylian Mbappe, despite what PSG are trying to do. Because Real really want him, have t- talked to him, have nearly signed him once, but don't want him just now because of the huge amount of money involved. Yeah, and let's not forget they've been burned by Mbappe before because a year ago they were utterly convinced that he was going to come to them and it didn't end up happening and that was very embarrassing for Real at the time. And I think if that was to go that way again, that might be Mbappe's last chance, certainly with Florentino Perez at the helm of Real. I think it might be his last chance for a while. So uh, I do think Real want to make it happen. I do think they're confident in making it happen. But as you say... And as Andy Brassel has said consistently on the show in the last few weeks, there's a big gap between what Real want to do this summer and what they want to do in a year's time. And the reason for that is they can get him on a free, in inverted commas, Mm -hmm. but they can avoid compensating him for this enormous loyalty bonus that he's due uh, as part of the terms of the contract that Paris threw at him a year ago. Is it 40 million, something nuts like that? More than that. More than that, there's reports saying it's double that. I mean, it's extraordinary. Absolutely extraordinary, the kind of levels we're talking about. But that was Paris panicking and saying, right, we have to keep him, we have to keep him. And they're the numbers they threw at him, reportedly. Now, Real don't want to have to compensate him for that. They don't want to have to compensate him for the big salary that he would lose by leaving Paris uh, with a year left on that contract. And they don't want to have to pay a transfer fee. So they can avoid all of that and just bring him in in a year's time. However... As much as they are briefing that, I I think there is a feeling that they do have money. The financial figures they've just released are pretty decent. They have kept their powder dry largely up until Bellingham. There was a long spell where they were just slowly, slowly putting money away. They've managed to obviously fund the uh, redevelopment of the Bernabeu. And so there is a feeling that if they have to do it this summer, then they can. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. Of course, make sure you hit that subscribe button. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts up first thing in the morning, so do what you got to do to get it. Till then, thanks for listening. Have a good day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.